You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, hey, Musicals with Cheese fans. Happy Monday. What you have here is a preview of my brand new podcast, Dear Friends, which is also on the Broadway Podcast Network. If you like Musicals with Cheese, you're probably going to love this. It's me, Emily Clark of Stealing Focus, Christy Esterly of Musical Hell, and we're going to have some guests coming up. The show is a lot of fun and very sincere. And here on your feed today, you're getting the first episode. And you can feel free to ignore this if you're really not into this and you only want our Musicals with Cheese stuff. But also, if you like this episode and you want more, the second episode is already up on the Dear Friends podcast feed, which you can find on any of the podcatchers that you listen to, ranging from Spotify to Apple Music to Stitcher. All right, enjoy this, and we'll see you with a real episode this upcoming Thursday. It's going to be a good one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Dear Friends of the Dear Friends podcast may be experts on musical theatre, but they are not behavioural experts and their advice should always be taken with a grain of salt. Their theatre recommendations, on the other, those are pure gold. Without further adieu, the Dear Friends podcast. Dear friends, spill your woes to your musical family. Dear friends, they will take your questions and turn them into nuggets of wisdom. And anecdotes in an otherwise cynical world Dear friends Hi, I'm dear friend Emily I'm dear friend Christy And I'm dearest friend Jess And welcome to the Dear Friend Podcast A write-in advice podcast for the musical-minded And my god, guys, this is the first episode <laughs> we, we gotta make an impression We can't mess this up, you know We are ready to advise, we are ready No, Christy, we're no, ready, no, we're no, ready to advise no, no, come back. We, we, we need to give advice. Uh, uh, we got to set the tone, too. We, we, we can't do this again. We it's, can't. Uh, so, uh, you know, no pressure. Kid. <laughs> I do want to say right here at the top that, yes, this is very similar to another podcast entitled Someone Else's Problem by Aaron Chalakian and Delaney Peterson that has since ended its run. And I asked them if I could steal their premise and keep it going and keep the keep the flame alive, so to say. So that's what we're here doing today. Thank you to Aaron and Delaney. And go check out their show. I was a guest once. It was great. <laughs> Miss it a lot. And I'm bringing you all together, and we're going to try to make this world a little closer. We're dealing with the COVID pandemic. There hasn't been any theater since March. Uh, just been that stuck too. in my little box here in this little <laughs> corner of my house. It's just been me I mean, and the little diva funky <laughs> back here. It's 
And there's yeah. people who might run away, run back there behind me. <laughs> yeah, the little, little children little and family. all that. Um, but I just want an excuse to hang out with my friends Emily and Christy and talk musical theater. And for some reason, I can't just do that without having a project. So here we are. Ah, youth. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we have a bunch of questions that we got written in and we're, we're just going to dive into Oh my gosh. It. So That's how insane. this will work, each of us is going to read a certain question and then we're just going to try to give our best advice individually. And individually, we're going to also give a musical theater song that might help you through that event. And we're going to try to recommend new songs you might not know or some songs that just might make you feel good during that time. We're, we're gonna, there's no rubric whatsoever we might just, aside we from might what just we decide. We gravity for everything. Yeah. Every song will be Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. <laughs> Every song is memory, just everyone. But we will never know until we actually get these questions read. So, Emily, you're up for the first question. All right, so our first question comes from M, and he writes, Dear friends, early in the pandemic, I met someone on Tinder, and we seemed to hit it off right away. We started talking for hours, and it was great for a few weeks. Then he got called back to work, retail. He's Mm. exhausted all the time, and we're lucky if we get to talk uh, at all most days. I get that retail is stressful, especially now, and I get it. Being left on red isn't my fault, but I feel like I'm back at square one most days. Do you have any tips on making the most of this? I feel like if the plague hadn't happened, we might have been a thing for a while already. Oh, M. That's rough. M, I... I have been in both your shoes and the other person's <laughs> shoes in my life. Um, and I'm going to say this might be harsh, but I'm going to say this. When someone really likes you, there's kind of no excuse for why they won't hang out with you. They pr- I know this is cliche, but they're probably just not into you enough to want to pursue this anymore. And it might not have anything to do with you. But I would suggest moving on because this person is not worth your time. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with you, Em. I think I'm gonna give contrarian advice. To be honest, um, it is stressful, and as someone that has worked many, many hours, like I've worked four jobs and then also did projects on the side. I did lo- like not text people. I did find valuable and emotionally gratifying, but literally just very busy and like. I would send a text one day and then continue the conversation four weeks later. I still do that. <laughs> That's true. He does. I pick up the conversation right where you left <laughs> off. Like it didn't. That five weeks didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I not exactly disagreeing with what you say because that is a very valid point. But I can see from the other point of view where it's like it's a lot of work to keep up the relationships, especially when we're kind of forced to all do it over these social media and like text messages not face-to-face events. Yeah. I think I think the the major bottom line though here is that I think you have to be the one to just walk away from this because for whatever reason this person is leaving you unread. And that's not worth your time, M. And it's and M, I also agree with that, but <laughs> also you this person probably has a different set of love languages than you probably do, which is also just a sign that you guys are talking love languages now. I'm not qualified with. for this. <laughs> And just to say, we are not experts here. We're just people. <laughs> oh, speak for yourself, kid. <laughs> well, the only experts we are here are musical theater experts. <laughs> and even that's questionable sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. 
Um, Christy, what about you? I don't know. What do you I'm going to put my mom hat on and say, have you talked <laughs> about this? <laughs> because that's always, you know, that's the thing. 90% of the time, my boys are screaming and fighting at each other. You know, he's doing something I don't like. Have you told him? <laughs> no. Are they supposed to know? That's that's a fair point. Like, yeah, it doesn't mention that you brought this up. But I feel like a lot of communication issues is a lack of communication. We are not in a romantic comedy here. You can talk about simple misunderstandings. <laughs> and if you put it out there, you know, you can send a text or an email if you have like a lot to say. And if they just leave you on red, then like, again, you have your answer. Yeah, like, you have your answer. Walk you, away. Put it, you put it out there. You did what you could. But I think there's a lot more pause. I, I think you could get a lot more out of this if you just let that out and then moved on with your life and found someone worthy of you. Um, all right. I want to go first with the song recommendation because I think I have the most apt. And I'm so glad this is the first question we talked about because there is no way this could have been more serendipitous. <laughs> My song recommendation to help you get through this very specific issue is having to do with a very similar issue in a musical called She Loves Me, where Amalia Balish is left at the restaurant Aww. by her dear friend, um, someone that she thought she was super into mm. and probably would have worked, but then left her um, on red in the way that you could have in, like, Hungary in the 1920s, I believe. <laughs> That's what I took. Um, so my song recommendation is Dear Friend from She Loves Me. Oh, it all ties which is together. The inspiration, which is the inspiration to the title of this podcast. And now you know. <laughs> i think that's a beautiful song for one and it really does sum up the feelings that was described here em yeah I, what about you guys uh, i don't know like i feel like there has to be some like good if you want to get into like a bitter place with it you know i feel like <laughs> sondheim middle-aged lady songs are always a good a good place to start for something like that um just if you want to feel that musical theater rage a little bit while holding your cocktail so um, if you feel like going into that place, I, I always recommend something like Ladies Who Lunch or Could I Leave You? Um, those will do just fine. I mean, and then if you want to get wistful, hey, there's always sending the clowns about just the timing not being right. All right. What is the one? You have to pick one. Send in the clowns. What Let's do the... send in the clowns. Send in the clowns. I love it. <laughs> All right, Christy, you're All up. right, well, I am going to go off Jess, Jess's thing, but I'm going to rewind back to earlier in the story <laughs> and the other character, Georg, who is talking about, you know, meeting this, this um, you know, pen pal and not sure if she's going to like him, if he's going to say something completely stupid, or if, he's going, <laughs> if this is going to click, or if he's just going to make a complete ass of himself. And that is Tonight at Eight. So, oh, yeah. you know... Listen to that, you know, get all that anxiety over where you stand with this person out and then get everything out in the open. Mm -hmm. Guys, we did it. That is the first question that we've ever done on Yay, this show. How are we feeling? Yay. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. We're, We're doing feeling this. Good. We're doing we got this. this. We, we can't stop. The train's going. Mm -hmm. All right, Christy, you're up for the next one. What's our next question? Next question. This is an anonymous Ooh. person. Offstage drama can be a common occurrence when putting on a show. What is the best way to not let drama affect your love of theater? <laughs> oh my God. Come on. The off stage drama is part of the fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Not always. Not Ooh. always. I get where they're coming from. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever, ever done a show where there hasn't been some. There kind is of always drama. drama. There's always I mean, drama. That's because that's who people. That's who um, theater people are. Yeah, there's clashing personalities. You're put together with a group of people who you don't necessarily know if you're going to work well with, and yeah. even and may or may not like. Oh my god! And if it's not them, it's the company or it's the stage manager or there's always drama. I feel like you just have to embrace it and uh, kind of roll with it. You don't have to be a part of it. It's actually more fun to be on the outside and uh, listening to other people's show drama (laughs) or showmance stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But you'll always get dragged in whether you want to or not. No matter what, you end up in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, I did. um, I did chorus line in college and, you know, I was sharing a dressing room with the girl played Cassie who was not happy with the entire production and would just go on about it for... (laughs) Every time we were off stage together, and it's just like, you know, eventually you just kind of have to smile and nod and you have to learn to leave that in the wings and, you know, just go and do the show and have fun. Sometimes if the show is bad, the the backstage (laughs) drama will actually help you get through it more, like being able to just (laughs) dish about it and gossip. I don't know. I, I... I, I feel like you have to just embrace it. Shared misery <laughs> is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really it's is. It's the one thing that's got um, us through 2020. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Shot in Freud, that's all we need. <laughs> oh, every day. Every day when you hear the new <laughs> Trump lawsuit getting kicked down, that's all that's running through your <laughs> so head. Good. Um, but I like I, I agree with all of you guys, but I, I think you have the wistful look of it after it's happened. But in the moment, it's terrible. Like it is a horrible experience yeah. in the moment. I guess it depends on the drama. Like if it's just like you, there's someone bitchy in your cast you don't like, like I can handle that. But if someone's like right. actively pulling awful shit or people are like horrible, that's obviously a different yeah. story. Um, I'm kind I kind of am looking at it from like a fun perspective or like looking at <laughs> it kind of, yeah. Like how I used to get dragged into it more yeah. when I was younger, when you're kind of just more dramatic anyway. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I've never known how they're, how to not have drama in a show because there, there is just, always- is there any, is there anything you do when you're working with kids to help the help minimize that? Or do you just let, let them oh go and be themselves God. working with middle schoolers and having their Talk drama. About drama. <laughs> oh, and they have it. They all have it too. It, it, the thing that I do is I, I kind of tell them to leave their BS at the door Like when they're in the rehearsal room, when they're practicing, when they're doing their show, that's what their focus should be. Um, I kind of don't pull the you all have to love each other and be best friends. I do pull the you are in a company together and we have a goal and we are working towards that goal. Um, But middle schoolers are also middle schoolers. They just they are peak drama like it's the best time of your life and the worst time of your life. It was um, never the best time of my life. It was always yeah, the worst. Yeah, it was never the best time of my life. I don't know what your middle school experience about? is like, but I can be you. It's, it's not the best time. I I mean, like, it's if it, it, there's something really cool about discovering, like, a passion when you're in middle school. Like, seeing a there kid is. do yeah. a show for the first time and having them discover that. That's a really exciting thing uh, to see and to have happen when you're that age. However, yes, everything else sucks. Um, uh, so, so with the middle school drama, yeah, and this could apply to adults too. Just leave it at the door because you're going to have your beefs, you're going to have your drama. 
but that's kind of for you to deal with on your own time. Do it in text, but your phones can't be backstage either. Right. So. I mean, I agree. Um, what was the most drama you guys had in like your theater productions? Because mine was like I, I was in a production of The Wiz as The Wiz, and while in a rehearsal, I found out my girlfriend was cheating. Oh my goodness! Like that was like as dramatic as it got. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? It I was mean, right before the headshots yeah. for the, like the outside of the like. So I'm like teary every time I see it in the hallway. I'm like, oh. there I was. There it is. Oh my god! Jeez. <laughs> oh, I don't know because like I've look, I've been doing this a while um, and there's different levels of it. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's there's been showmances. There's been breakups. There's been affairs. There's been um, people who hate each other. There's been casting drama. There's I, I and then there's the stuff that's beyond your control. Just um, like someone just goes through a bad breakup in their life and now they have to direct the show that you're doing and they're kind of a mess. Like there's just <laughs> so many levels of it that you kind of just you kind of just have to be like, all right, how do we just and the end game of the show must go on is kind of the mantra. I feel like it's like, OK, how do we do this? Because in the end, there's going to be a show and we have to do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, songs, guys. We got we got to figure out what songs we'd recommend for this person well, and how they get with. It just so happens that there is a show based on this exact situation. So, and supposedly based on a real life situation. Story goes, this is probably apocryphal that um Alfred Lunt and Lynn Fontaine, who were like this huge acting couple way back in like early mid 20th century, they were doing Taming of the Shrew together. The story goes that the fights they were having off stage were at least as interesting as anything they were doing on stage when they were Kate and Petruchio. Supposedly, Cole Porter heard this story and it became the musical we now know as Kiss Me Kate. So that's all about, you know, all the drama off stage kind of bleeding into the stuff on stage. So I think an appropriate song for this is uh, is another opening, another show, because that's all about picking up and doing the show no matter what crap you've been going through to get there. That's brilliant. I love that's it. That's what I was good, thinking. That's such a good answer. <laughs> okay. I that's have... just one of my favorite um, theater stories. So, you Guys, I had something and it left my brain, so give me <laughs> just a second. <laughs> God bless it. It was just in there and it just flew away. Um, okay. Uh, I'll go with this. All right. So uh, on the same uh, kind of track of like squabbling backstage couple drama, um, you can't go wrong with uh, the Irving Berlin super racist musical, Annie Get Your Gun. Oh however, <laughs> however, the songs divorced from the show are pretty great, pretty fun. <laughs> and uh, I would highly recommend... Um, I know I, I should do There's No Business Like Show Business, but I'm kind of feeling anything you can do. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think that epitomizes kind of the same vein of the um, uh, what are their characters and Kiss Me, Kate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that same vein of the squabbling backstage drama couple. Mm hmm. Um, I'm gonna go totally left field because I this is the one I was honestly having the hardest time thinking about, and for some reason the only one that came to my head while is just a chorus line because that is literally about the backstage of this show about to go on, mm -hmm. and the song that really stuck out to me is at the ballet, which is not really about squabbling but just about how like despite all the drama in your life everything is great at the yeah, theater when it's happening. Yeah, you go to the theater happening. to escape all that crap. And sometimes it follows you, you have, there. So. I like that. Exactly. So that was my answer 
for that specific situation where you're thinking about all the drama. You know what? It's all great because when you're on stage or watching the stage, it's all beautiful at the <laughs> ballet. Oh, I like <laughs> All right. I, I think it's my turn. It's your to turn. I guess you get Kyle's question. Um, with the pandemic killing karaoke bars for the foreseeable future, what's the best way to find an excuse to break out into song? I don't understand the question. Who needs an excuse? Yeah, that's fair. To, to, uh, if, if it's to be seen by other people, um, I mean, virtual karaoke bars. Oh, yeah. I've produced a couple yeah. virtual cabarets. I I performed in one yeah. of them, sadly, but I was there. You guys. Um, <laughs> need to do that. Need to let me know when you're doing that again. Oh, God. I promise yeah. people send in the clowns. One of these days when I have a break, I promise. When we have, <laughs> we just throw a podcast into the mix. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, you know, my parents have a, a folk band and they have been doing this thing. They live kind of in the mountains in Pasadena and this kind of nice little neighborhood. And what they've been doing is like once a month, like on a Saturday, they um, sit outside with their band and they they perform and they're socially distant, but they make it so that anyone in the neighborhood can hear them. Um, and I thought that was really nice. Hey, Brian Stokes Mitchell was leaning out of his window during the first days of the pandemic and singing. And that was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I'm glad he's doing better. I know he was doing pretty rough early on. I know. No, I think it was brilliant. Um, I just love like these. Like, have you guys seen the first date? Like, thrown together pandemic special version of that Broadway show. Oh with no, Samantha Barks. It was really well done. Um, for a pandemic, like it was much better than say like what we're doing right here, <laughs> where it's just like first date over yeah. Zoom. It was like got a couple of there, but then when you've got like all the ensemble, they all pop in in screens instead of coming. Yeah. Up. It worked. Yeah, I got it. I was shocked at how well that yeah. worked. Um, I think that that's a good way. But as far as karaoke, <laughs> what's stopping you from karaoke in front of your family? There's yeah. not. A- yeah, I, when I was uh, at, when the pandemic started, I was living in a house full of theater people and we actually had karaoke nights all the time. But we were lucky because, you know, we were kind of quarantined together. Now, since then, I've yeah. moved and it's just, you know, me and my husband. But um, <laughs> Oh, my God. How are you surviving? How am I even getting through? You guys um, can have a two person karaoke night. Come on. Well, and that's the thing. Like, And, and my family is nearby, too. So you could definitely do it with your bubble uh, as long as you're, you know, you know safe yeah. and sanitizing. Um, but I feel you, man. I used to do karaoke a lot. It's a big was a big part of my life. And now it's just not anymore. So I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think my best actual answer to the question also leads into my answer, my song a- answer. So my the best way to like kind of sneak in a song like without anyone noticing it is and I've done this and my girlfriend hates it when I do this is you take a good story song from a musical and you just start leading up to it in conversation until eventually you're halfway through singing it. Um, and the ultimate, like, random story song that really doesn't belong in a musical is the Shmuel song from the last five years. So you literally just be like, hey, I've got a story for you, new and unpublished, a little Christmas story. Then then you just go into it, and before you know it, you're singing in front of someone. (laughs) I love it. I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kind of the opposite way because I think the best way to get kind of uh, singing to happen naturally is to pick something that like everyone kind of knows um, and <clears throat> kind of have it build into a sing along. So as weird as it sounds, I, and I only believe this because I saw this show on Broadway and the circle and the stage was practically in the round. 
And I could watch every single audience member singing along with this song. And that song is the title song from Oklahoma. So just start (laughs) singing Oklahoma out your window. And I guarantee that people are going to start singing along with you. (laughs) A brand new state. Yeah, it works. Everyone starts going, okay, hell, hey, they love it. They start stomping (laughs) and clapping. It, it transcends. We know we belong to the yeah. land. Yeah, yeah, it well, works really well. <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people who you know it's like you make your music where you're at. Um, I'll be I'll be cooking in the kitchen and just singing at the top of my lungs, probably making the people in the you know house next door thinking I'm weird and probably embarrassing the heck out of my kids. <laughs> but just throw on something that you love to sing along to. So I think the one I'm think. Probably the one that I love singing along to best right now is um, Don't Lose Your Head from Six. Don't lose your head. That's so much fun. No, those are all such good answers. (laughs) My God. I think now is as good a time as any for some advertisements. Go buy their shit, guys. Buy their stuff. Hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, Forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, To my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him B- Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, folks. How are you enjoying the show so far? It's been a lot of fun. Christy and Emily got a lot of fun things to say, don't they? I'm just here to ask you if you'd be willing to leave us a review on iTunes and also leave us a rating because we're a brand new show and the algorithm is very much helped by your ratings and reviews. And also, if you could, just send it to a few friends and then they'll send it to a few friends and it's just a pyramid scheme into us becoming the most famous podcast on Broadway Podcast Network. And you love pyramid schemes, don't you? I wanted to give a little bit of credit here in the mid-show. Our theme song was created by the amazing Robin Nash of ioumusicuk.com She's amazing, and if you have interest in getting your theme songs made that sound as incredible as that, go check her out. ioumusicuk.com And I know I jokingly brought this up at first, but I really do want to provide some thank yous to Aaron Chalakian and Delady Peterson and their wonderful but now defunct podcast, Someone Else's Problem, which this basically stole the format from. I asked their permission, and I am very grateful that they granted it for me. And if you're enjoying this first episode, why don't you check out some of their episodes? They're still up and going on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere there's podcasts. They're really great. I'm a guest on one of them. I'm a huge fan, and I do appreciate them letting us let that premise live on a bit longer. So thank you to Aaron and Delaney. And if you don't quite have enough of Emily and Christy, you can find them on their own YouTube channels. Find Emily at Stealing Focus, and you can also find Christy at Musical Hell. They do wonderful content, and you'll learn stuff at the same time. And I also have another podcast called Musicals with Cheese, where I try to show my friend Andrew that musicals are great one musical at a time. And you can find that on the Broadway Podcast Network. All right, guys, I think that's all we have to say here. Let's get back to the show! Hey, Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, Forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, To my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. 
But it's not just like quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to Factormeals.com Musicals50 and use code Musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, Musicals50, at Factorsmeal.com Musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so, go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Emily. You're up again. All right. Ooh, this is another anonymous one. Dear friends, with the holidays just around the corner, I cannot help but find myself getting seasonal depression really hard. And being away from my family because COVID during this time of year just makes it all worse. Any advice for getting through a blue, blue Christmas? I feel like because COVID is just like an ants is just like the reason for everything. <laughs> because, COVID, that. because COVID, because COVID, yeah. I didn't get dressed today because COVID. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's your all-purpose excuse right now. We're doing this podcast because COVID. Because COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I would say it's okay. First of all, it's okay to have the sad moments. We're living in a really hard time right now. And I think it's okay to have, and you know what the holidays, I always get weirdly sad sometimes anyway, just because emotions are heightened and there's so much stuff going on. Um, so let the sads happen, you know, let, let all the sad blue Christmas, you know, music wash over you, um, and have a good cry. Um, I'm a big believer in that. But um, I don't know what your social bubble situation, but I'm also a big believer in the idea of the family you choose. Um, Your family is important for sure. Um, But if you can't be with them, maybe you can still be with family you choose, people in your bubble, people who are around you, who you can might be in the same boat as you. Um, As long as you all are safe um, and do all the right social distancing and planning, um, maybe you could try that for the first time this year and see how that works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big hugger, so I, I get how rough this yeah. is. And Christmas is my time, Sagittarius time. So <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so different. But on the other hand, it, it, you know, it's all the same. It's all the feeling you get and all the, 
I, what I've been doing is just been surrounding myself with like Christmassy stuff. Like even though it's like two days after Thanksgiving, I already got like a tree up and like, like just things that make me feel that Christmassy feeling has really been effective for me. Um, and I, it's gonna be a rough year. My, I'm sorry to say this, um, but no matter what, it's gonna be a harder year than usual. Even though it's very hard for a lot of people this time of year. Um, but maybe next time it'll be better. And, you know, they'll be safer. And the safety is what's really that matters. What about you, Christy? I'm all about making stuff for the holidays. So, um, you know, I, you know, I love making fudge, candies. Um, I've just gotten into, you know, a whole bunch of crafty stuff over the past year. Again, because COVID. <laughs> um, so I've just been making gifts for people like um, some homemade jam, jewelry. Um, again, I'm going to make up a batch of fudge this weekend, probably. So, yeah, do some of your fun holiday stuff um, for yourself and make some gifts for your fa for friends. You know, mail them off and make some make make things a little special for them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to start down the song hole, if you guys don't mind. And this might be mm -hmm. the most obvious, obvious answer. It's probably the one we're all thinking me. of. Yeah. Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas from Meet Me in St. Louis, specifically the line, someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow, until then we'll have to muddle through somehow, which kind of sums up the entirety of this question, in my opinion. Okay, not the one I was thinking of, actually. I, of course, went directly to memes, we need a little That's Christmas. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Because if, you're think if you know the context of this story, this is actually happening right around the crash of 1929. So Mame has lost all her money, you know, she's mm -hmm. flat broke, and things look desperate. Mm -hmm. she, she, she says, you know, haul out the holly, we're having Christmas right now. It's true. So, okay. yeah. Oh no, the Christmas the for grades coming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just make the most, you know, it, it sucks, but let's have a little Christmas anyway. Yeah, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go the non-musical route. Um, I think, like, if you want to get in that, like, <laughs> sad Christmas mood to feel the feels, I think I'll be home for Christmas, but specifically like the Carpenters version with like Karen Carpenter's sad, pretty voice singing. I think like these will all hit like, well, these will all hit a certain Christmas mood. Like these all hit kind of like a sadish kind of wistful mood that might kind of help you release those emotions. Yeah. Or Merry Christmas, darling. That's a very good one. Oh, that's a good one, too. Either of those. Uh, yeah, I think those are all great. Oh my gosh, y'all y'all bring in your A-game with these <laughs> song recommendations. Um, Alright, I think it's Christy's turn to read a statement. Alright. This is from Juliet, and she says, Dear friends, I've really wanted to cosplay as Christine Daae for a few years. Any tips for cosplaying as Broadway characters without spending too much money? <laughs> I think the first tip I would have is don't cosplay someone from Phantom of the Opera. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christy, you have specific, specific um, relationships. I have actually cosplayed um, twice as Phantom of the Opera characters, once as Christine and once as Madame Giry. And um, again, I am not a I'm not a cosplay expert, but in my experience, if you're trying to do anything pre-20th century or, you know, elaborate dresses, you're not going to do it on the cheap. You're looking at good 1800 bucks <laughs> just for the fabric itself. Um, that said, you could probably do a not too expensive version of her dressing gown if you, um, you know, go to the thrift stores, you know, find a nice little um, white peignoir um, that you can add a little lacy ruffles to 
and make that work fairly well. I mean, how much would it be to get the um, the Hannibal dress that she, the ballet dress? I feel like that's a pretty simple outfit. Well, yeah, but you know, you got corset born, co- corset. <laughs> I cannot talk. Corset, corset <laughs> boning. <laughs> And you've got, like, I guess it depends on how elaborate you want to go. I mean, Maria Bjornsson's costumes for Phantom are super detailed. There is, like, lace and ruffles and sequins and appliques for days on just about everything and yards of fabric on all of them. So, um, you know, if you just want, like, a simple version of what somebody's wearing, you know, you can kind of pare it down a little bit. Um, But otherwise, you're looking at a lot of accessories. I'm noticing a horrible trend in, like, Broadway cosplay, where if you want to cosplay as any female character, you're upward of, like, $800, $900 minimum. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but if you want to cosplay as the Phantom, go to a thrift store, find that they little cummerbund, you spend $35. There's yeah. actually um, a lady who goes by Phantom on a Budget who um, does really good um, cosplay of male characters in Phantom on, on, on the Budget, as her name suggests. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's that. I mean, oh, geez, there's not a whole lot of um you know female characters you can do on the cheap i mean the heathers were pretty popular at broadway con a couple years ago well let me tell you so i've cosplayed i've dabbled in cosplay a lot Mm -hmm. and i've done my mrs levitt cosplay quite a bit and that has and that has evolved over the years because the first time i did it i just bought a bar wench in a bag costume Okay. It was okay. really cheap. I'm actually a big fan of repurposing those like Halloween costume in a bag. That's a good idea. Because if you're just doing it for funsies and you're and it's just a one-off, as long as people can kind of re- like if you put on a Sarah Brightman wig and that dress and like yeah. a cheap like kind of lacy white gown, like a uh-huh. dressing gown, they'll get it, especially yes. if the Phantom is there with you. Now, here's the thing is that I started doing it more and more where eventually I was like at the Ren Fair one year and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to invest in a corset. So mm-hmm. I got a corset that's reversible. The other thing is, is that there's been so many different versions of Mrs. Lovett that I kind of just was able to make it my own. I, right. Uh, as long as I had like the the bunches and the hair and like, the rolling yeah, the, pin, the Angela Lansbury hair people buns. People got it. People got it. They were like, "You're her from that." And uh-huh. um, <laughs> and that's where I feel, especially if it's a uh, you know, Phantom might be different because it, it's so iconic and it hasn't really been done in a lot of different interpretations at all, except for the Broadway one, but. You could find a way to make it your own and at least start off cheap. And then if it goes over well, and if you want to do it more and more, you can add to it and embellish it kind of as you go. Um, because in the end, I feel like it's it should be about the fun of it. Um, and and it's not like you're doing some crazy video game character with crazy big things like all over that. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like a dressing gown, you know. So I would say don't be afraid to just kind of start off small and cheap and then see how it evolves over time, do you want to make these investments? And also, Christmas is coming up. Hey, mom and dad, can you get me this present? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going off of that, yeah, um, cosplay's obviously been a learning process for me as well. So, you know, uh, simplicity patterns that you can kind of adjust are very cool. Um, like I said, the thrift store is your best friend, especially if you're doing like something like Eponine, where you can just throw together like a jacket Trench and a hat, hat and, yeah. you know couple uh some baggy trousers um so yeah be creative you know uh find stuff borrow stuff you know and uh have fun with it (laughs) um while i've got you three on or you two on here including myself what is a cosplay you would like to do that you've never done before a broadway cosplay let's let's limit it to that 
Well, I am all over six right now, so I seriously want to cosplay either as Jane Seymour or Anne of Cleves. Um, I think it would be really fun to do someone like Persephone from Hades. Oh my god, I want to do that one too. Yeah, because especially um, Amber Gray, you know, with her amazing hair and like her, her bag. Her big oh yes, bag. the big, the wine and, and bag with the, the flowers. flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. I'll probably do like every Sondheim character though at some yeah. point, I imagine. And just, it's just a fantastic dress with the, you know, the green. Oh, the green. Combat. I love it. I love it. Yeah, green's great. Yeah. I swear, as soon as like costume parties open up, um, I'm doing MC from Cabaret, oh. like Joel Gray. Joel Gray. I was Gray gonna MC. say we're not going with like the shirt and the bow tie suspenders. Are not we? that the Alan not coming me. edition. I don't. I don't think I could pull that <laughs> off. To be honest, yeah. I, I, all you have to do is slick your hair back and like put on that really pale makeup and walk around. Yeah, like that. Exactly. With the cane. Oh yeah, I gotta have the cane. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta have the cane. Um, all right, so songs. Um, let me get mine really quick because mine is not very good. <laughs> um, I don't. There's not many songs about like getting dressed or fabric, and the only one that came to mind about this was the la- ladies paying from Sunset Boulevard. Because <laughs> I always line I remember from that is Patty Lapone going, "I love flan." Na 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 What? <laughs> She was supposed to say, I love flannel on a man, but it came out as I love flannel. No, 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 no. They're way back in the early days of the interwebs. There was like a, a, a website of misheard theater lyrics that had that as the name. Oh. I love flannel. Na, na, na. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, that's my choice, yeah. just because that's the only one I know that's about getting dressed. Well, oh, come on. Uh, well, I can think of one other one. Yeah. Uh, put on your Sunday clothes from Hello, Dolly, which that's is what came one. to mind. Um, just because it's all about, you know, getting dressed and strutting out on the town and being your fabulous self. <laughs> uh, gosh, I have, I actually have, uh, I have two, but, um, <laughs> I'll say one and then you can take the other if you want. But, um, I'm my strongest suit from Aida. Oh, it's absolutely. literally a fashion show. But yeah, also, you're right. That's a good if one. we want to have another Lloyd Webber in there, uh, Rainbow High. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Another good, yeah. <laughs> All about getting Christine dressed didn't up. Really, oh, yeah. Christine Project, didn't really yeah. sit around Put being like, what am I going to wear? Yeah. <laughs> Multiple Patty Lapones in here. <laughs> you got too, oh, too many Lapones. <laughs> All the patties. Yes. <laughs> you, you know what? I know it's out of order, but I think I'll read the next one. <laughs> just, just to save y- either of you from having to read it. Um, All right. So this one is from Nicholas. I have IBS, and I have often have to leave a conversations abruptly to, ahem, take care of my business. I can never think of a non-conspicuous way to exit the situation without letting them know I'm literally about to poop my pants. Got any ideas? Okay, I actually do have an idea. Because I, I, when I'm at parties, I'm a big fan of, like, not committing to a location very long. I like to float around, or even just fidget, or, like, get up to look at something... And if you start doing that enough, people just get used to seeing you moving around. So if you're just always getting up to look at a thing or go talk to someone else, it's like camouflaging it a little bit. (laughs) They won't notice it as much. And just hopefully, God willing, there's not a line in the bathroom. Also, also helps with those abdominal pains moving about. Yeah, exactly. It helps like it all flow flow downward as it all things should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
you know, just saying excuse me and leaving is, you know, it can't be, you know, it's it's a little I mean, it's really awkward, weird, but I think people know, you know, like the, I'm imagining like de- dead conversation, like especially over Zoom. Like, <laughs> like I have to okay. go. I'm going. Yeah. Well, that's why the the uh, turn your camera off option is just like mwah, mwah, the best. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing. You could also be the kind of person who just doesn't turn their camera on in a Zoom call. Like, oh, I can't. Oh, I've got this thing with my internet. It's really annoying. And then you can sneak <laughs> away and they'll never know. <laughs> I do. Can I? Uh, this might be a just TMI make sure story. You, just make sure you do take the turn the camera off. You're t- if you're taking the laptop into the bathroom. Oh, and uh, and make sure you're muted. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Very good advice. Okay, tell us your TMI story. Um, so I work from home now, as we all probably do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and quite often I'll be like on the Zoom or the WebEx or whatever meeting on my computer. And I have a very close friend that I've known for many, many years. And he's like, good, who works with me. Thank God. I love him to death. Um, but he knows whenever it goes, when I join in with my phone, all of a sudden he knows I had to use the restroom and I didn't want to miss what was being said in the meeting. So he's like, I see what you're up to. <laughs> I, I, I feel like my whole life right now is like, I definitely don't do this when I'm teaching. I will say this. Okay. (laughs) Because I can't, because I have to be on the whole time, but um, I'm also like in grad school and I have like meetings that I have to do online and I have definitely, definitely just taken the computer to the bathroom (laughs) because I'm muted and my camera is off and it's been like that for almost the whole meeting. And I'm that way I'm just still listening and I can still chime in (laughs) and chat, but Hey, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, if you haven't done that, you haven't lived in this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, exactly. I'm going into mom mode, and maybe this is, you know, me speaking as someone who had to spend a solid five years of life changing diapers, but everybody poops. Everybody poops, man. What? Both of you? What? <laughs> I, girls poop, too. So if you just have to say, excuse me, I need to use the restroom and leave. <laughs> You know, even if you have people to leave suddenly, people will get it because, you know, That's we don't lies. like to, yeah, we don't like to talk about it in a polite society, but everybody knows it happens and they'll understand. Why can't we like agree that that's a thing and we all just kind of get used to it? Why does that have to still be a thing nowadays? I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Gosh, darn it. You know, you don't have to be like, I am leaving the room to poop, but you know, <laughs> you know, back in the day, ladies say, I need to go powder my nose. <laughs> Yeah, just, just. Yeah, I need to use the facilities. There is like a million euphemisms yeah. you can use for, you know, needing to go to the bathroom. If you're in a situation or a party or a gathering or something where you're with people in person and you're close enough with them, not that you have to pronounce, you know, pro- sorry, proclaim it. It's not like you have to proclaim it. But if the host of your party is like your best friend and they know your life. Yeah, obviously they don't need to know the details of your irritable bowel syndrome, but, you, you know, if you're going to the bathroom, you know, if they're, you're in there a little while or if you're making bizarre noises, they might come, but you might, they might, you know, knock on the door, say you're okay in there eventually, but. <laughs> but everyone will be fine. Everyone yeah. will get over it. I promise you. All right. Song. <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> this just made me think of, I don't know. I, I pictured you getting up and running to the bathroom. And so what was playing in my head was run freedom, run, <laughs> freedom, run away. So <laughs> I just want you to picture that. Cause maybe it'll make mm-hmm. you laugh too. When you're running to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I, love I have it. not so much of a song. It's almost like a little snippet. We're going back to, she loves me now. 
if you've ever seen She Loves Me, they're all they're all working in a perfume shop. And every time a customer leaves, you know, they'll all go and they'll do this little goodbye song. Goodbye. Thank you, madam. I forget how it goes, but. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Please come again. Thank you, thank you. Do come again. Yeah, That's goodbye. It. And it's like they'll stop in the middle of whatever they're doing. They'll do this song and then they'll go back to arguing about whatever it was they were talking about five seconds ago. <laughs> So that's just what popped into my mind. It's just like that little interruption saying, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, the only song that popped into my head for this is from Now Hear This, and it's That Makes Me Hot, which is about like those really embarrassing situations that we all have to deal with in life. Mm-hmm. Like you push someone down on accident and their prosthetic leg goes flying. <laughs> like you do. Yeah, that's a good one about like, yeah, we all have to deal with these really embarrassing, like I wet myself like in public while on stage. <laughs> Like yeah. stuff that you feel really guilty and weird about, but really no everyone everyone does, does it so and no nobody and not every, and hardly anybody notices or cares. Yeah, local exactly. youth the local um, youth repertory just did an abridged version. Now here this virtual It was really neat. Oh, cool. Okay, all, all right, right. Emily. <laughs> so uh, another anonymous one. Dear friends, so I live on a pretty busy road and for about two weeks, there's been this guy who drags his rowing machine onto the pavement and just ergs for an hour every night around 5 p.m. I have so many questions and I feel like I'm at the beginning of a rom-com, but also I can't bring myself to go say hi to him while he's literally sweating and heavy breathing from exercise. Is it way too much if I take him some water or something or too creepy? Take him that water. Get get it. I have more questions than answers at this point. Yeah, I was. I thought it was gonna be like, why does this guy have to go do this on the street? But it turns out, it turns out, I think they're really into it. So uh, get the binoculars out. I guess before you bring water, you need to have like the wave or the hello or the or at least a at least a a passing something paper airplane. Just throw throw it at him with the letter. Like you want some water? I can't help but th- I can't help but think that anybody who is dragging a rowing machine out to the middle of the road every day at five p.m. And doing their exercises wants to be noticed. <laughs> I was going to say, he's doing this for attention. He's doing this to be seen. I disagree. It depends on where they are. But, like, if they're outside, maybe he's just doing it for a tan. Like, ugh, ugh, yeah. in the middle of the road? Why can't he go into a driveway or something? I, it says in the middle of the pavement. I'm not sure oh. if it's, like, that means in the middle of the street maybe or in the in middle his, of... Maybe it's in like, driveway or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, hey, if, if they're cute and you're like not being a creep about it if you're just nice like how does one approach that without being a creep about it because i feel like at a certain point we're all kind of being a creep about it i don't know i mean i would assume it's the same etiquette for approaching someone in the gym which i've never done so i couldn't tell you what it is i I guess if if they're doing this out in public it only makes sense that someone would see them um, and so it, it's not like they're poking into their house to be like, hello, or knocking on the door. If you're just walking by, oh, you know what you could do is you could just be Ooh. walking by with you just have like some waters or something. And you could just no- like notice them like it's the first time you've ever seen them. Be like, wow, that's such a great idea. I've never I've never done this in the street. Do you do this a lot? Wow, you must you must work out a lot, huh? Are you? Are you because t- I have some water. I'm Emily, by the way. You know, I think there's a way you can do it. Oh my god, Emily's flirting voice is like <laughs> it's too realistic for me. I can't can't take it. <laughs> I you know you just have to kind of 
I don't know, play coy a little bit, but uh, but they're in the public street. Like it wouldn't be weird if you just walked by and just like, hi. even just a hi. Yeah, working hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where? Yeah, where are you going with that thing? <laughs> it's like you're on the Thames. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got better advice. Uh, Four forty-five. Bring your own rowing machine Ooh. out there <laughs> on the and, and, <laughs> same spot he does in your driveway and just. <laughs> Better yet, Don't drag out your electrical and ask to rotate. Oh yeah, uh, I think wipe down first. COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think there's a way to make this work. Have a have some Lysol with wipes with you. <laughs> All right, guys. What is our song recommendations for this dear friend? I want to say I'm going to say "Small World" from Gypsy. That's a good one <laughs> because that also it, it's super flirty. It's also like you kind of just met the person and you're feeling them out and saying like, funny, you like this. I like that too. What a crazy small world. So uh, I want some water. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. That's such a good choice. Christy, what about you? I um, I don't know for one, whatever reason, I went to an obscure Ellen Menken show called Weird Romance. And there's a song in there called Stop and See Me, um, which is actually um, a homeless lady who is used to who is, you know, being ignored by everyone who passes her by. And I think that might be what this person is saying, dragging out their rowing machine, is they just want to be seen by, I don't know, maybe the person writing the letter, maybe somebody else, maybe just whoever's passing by. All right. And I, I, I think my song, it, just because it like rings of that, like you don't know, you don't know anything about them except what they look like and what they do. And my choice is Tom from Hello Again. All right. Ah. Which is just about this girl that like sees this guy and all she knows about him is his face and that his name is Tom and she can't stop thinking about him. Like she forgets her husband, her lover's face, like all that, except for this guy named Tom. I'm surprised none of us said call me maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just met you and this is That's, crazy. It's like literally the plot of call me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't the twist of the song call me maybe that he's gay? Wasn't that the twist of that music <laughs> video? A, oh, I isn't that the twist of Olivia Newton-John's physical? <laughs> That's what happens. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what what a wonderful episode. What have we learned today, kids? What what is the overall lesson? Do you think I've learned that some questions will stay evergreen? Will there be drama backstage? There always will be. <laughs> Does he like me? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you know what? That's about that's about as fair as we can get. <laughs> I've learned that everything. I've learned that everything is happening because of co because COVID. Because, because COVID. COVID. Actually, now that I think about it, that should be the title of the episode. You know, just because, because COVID. COVID. <laughs> Dear friends, episode one. Yeah. Because COVID. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just rings right off the ears. But thank you to our wonderful viewers that are listening to our first inaugural episode. We Woo! did it, guys. We did it. I think we made it to the end pretty okay, all things considered, yeah! you know? <laughs> and we're also brand new to all this, yeah. so please give us a follow on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, and all that. All a Dear Friends pod. Um, and also, let's not forget that we all can be financially supported through Patreon. Emily, what's your Patreon? Uh, it's patreon.com slash stealingfocus, which is my musical theater YouTube show. Um, I'm at Musical Hell pretty much everywhere on the internet. And I'm on Musicals with Cheese on the Broadway Podcast Network. And also, this podcast is all over social media at Dear Friends Pod or Dear Friends Podcast or something like that. If you type in Dear Friends Pod, you'll get us eventually. 
And our show is an offshoot of Someone Else's Problem, created by Aaron Trelockian and Delaney Peterson, who gave us permission to steal their format, so thanks to them for that. Also, our wonderful introduction and theme song was created by Robin Nash at IOUMusicUK.com, so go send her some love over there. So guys, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this all on up? Stay safe out there, socially distance, wear your f***ing ma- freaking masks, excuse me. <laughs> Try not to work blue. <laughs> oh, and make sure that you uh, check out our playlist for each episode, because I'm going to be making a playlist of all the songs we talked about, because I love making playlists. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll also be in the bio of this podcast right now. So I guess now that we're at the end, the only thing I have left to say is, don't break our hearts, don't let this end, dear friend. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, bye friends. Dear friends, spill your woes to your musical family. Dear friends, they will take your questions and turn them into nuggets of wisdom. And anecdotes in an otherwise cynical world. Dear friends. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.